Welcome to the second episode of the Powerful Purpose podcast. In the last episode, we talked a few minutes about how to handle anxiety and how we should start with prayer, and that got me thinking a little bit that sometimes people feel like we, we can't go to God for whatever reason. Uh, we feel like it's that we're not deserving or that we don't know how to pray or what to pray. Should we close our eyes and bow our heads or should we just say it out loud or just say it in our heads or whatever the reason is for you? There, there's times when all of us just feel like we can't or shouldn't uh, go before God and pray. So again, let me let me restate that I am not a pastor. I have absolutely no theological training or education, and this podcast may just reflect that perfectly, but we'll see. I don't know all the background or the historical significance of every scripture in the Bible. However, what I do know is that Jesus calls us in Mark 16 to go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole of creation. It's one of the last things he said as he spoke to the disciples before he ascended into heaven. In Mark 18, 20, he says, Where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am with them. I know that you don't have to have a degree or a building to read the Bible and pray together. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to hang out, we're going to read the Bible, and we're going to say a little prayer. So I'll read a couple of passages from the Bible, share some interpretations, give you my personal opinions, and we'll go from there. So let's get started. Lord God Almighty, I thank you for this time we have together. I thank you for opening yourself to us whenever we want. I thank you for loving us, even when we feel like we don't deserve it and haven't earned it. I thank you for all of the blessings that we each have to be thankful for. I pray you that you open our hearts to receive your word today. Amen. Okay, today we're going to spend a few minutes in Hebrews 4.16. It says, Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Okay, first things first, let me say this. I don't think that the only time we should pray is when we're in need. Actually, if you look at 1 Thessalonians 5.17, it says, We are to pray without ceasing. That's a never-ending prayer, whether you're in need or not. And we learned last week that we should start a prayer with thanksgiving. So I don't feel like the only time that we should pray is when we're in need. But I love this scripture because of what it says. It says that we should approach the throne of God with confidence. Do you remember the last time that you were confident about anything, how good that felt? So I googled it, looked it up, and Oxford says that uh, confidence is a feeling or a belief that one can rely on something or a firm trust. So Hebrews tells us that we're to approach God with a feeling and a belief that we can rely on Him, not with feelings of shame or worthlessness, and certainly not to not pray at all. So this is what I think. I think there are so many, far too many people who for one reason or another have been disenfranchised by the Christian faith, by Christians, by churches, or some combination of the above. And in my experience with people like that, it's typically revolved around someone telling them what a sinner you are and you've been Bible beaten nearly to death about it. If this describes you or someone that you know, let me, let me just say this really quick. I love you. Not because I know you or because I've experienced that myself. I love you because that's what I was called to do. And you are so loved by God. There is not a person alive or dead that God hasn't wanted to know and wanted a better relationship with. And that includes you and me. I believe that each one of us are loved. I believe that each one of us are powerful. And I believe that each one of us have a loving and powerful purpose, no matter how great or small that is. And whatever that is, is between us and God. 
And I just pray that each of us are open to receive that purpose because I think that's where true joy is really found in that calling. And I'm still searching for mine. I'm so glad that you're here with me and listening to this today. And I promise you will not be judged or cast aside here. As a matter of fact, you're the, you're the person that I most want to talk with. So that you hear the message of love and, and God's great desire to know you and to have a relationship with you. So again, just thank you for being here today. And let me let you in on a little secret. I'm a sinner too. And so are they. And so is your neighbor and your pastor and your boss at work and everybody else you know. We're all sinners because we're all human. You look at Romans 3.23. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. In verse 22 it says, There's no difference between a Jew and a Gentile and continues on to say that we've all sinned. What I'm saying is there's no difference between you and me, between us and them, between any of us. We've all sinned and we all fall short of the glory of God. But here's the good news. We're told to approach God in confidence, even being that we've fallen short of his glory. How can that possibly be? In Hebrews 4.15, it says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weakness, but we have one who has been tempted in every way just as we are, yet he did not sin. Jesus. Jesus makes it possible for us, and he's the only one who can truly empathize with whatever you're feeling, whatever that is that's keeping you from going before God in confidence. In John 11, the story of Lazarus' death, verse 35, this is the shortest verse in the Bible says Jesus wept. He felt great sadness. In Matthew and Luke chapter 4, we read about how for 40 days and nights Jesus fasted. He knows hunger. During those 40 days and nights, he was in the wilderness and the devil came and challenged him and tempted him and, and he did not yield. Jesus knows what it feels like to be alone. In Luke 4.29, Jesus is thrown out of his own town in Nazareth by his own people. He knows what it's like to be rejected. There's so many examples in the Bible of how Jesus has experienced every human emotion and been tempted in ways that we can only imagine. And in Mark chapter 15, the crucifixion story, Jesus is hung from a cross. In verse 34, it says, About three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And he died shortly thereafter after crying out again. In his dying moments, Jesus felt alone. No one there with him. And here's some good news, some more good news. Jesus' death fulfilled that new covenant. And God's promised us that we can be forgiven of that sin. We're saved through his grace. And because as we read in Hebrews 4, 15 and 16, Jesus has been where we are and has felt what we feel. We should approach God with confidence, with a firm trust. So I encourage you today that if there's anything keeping you from going before God in confidence, that you lay it aside because he wants to know you. He wants to love you. He wants to have a relationship with you. No matter what you've heard or what you've been told in the past, God loves you more than you could ever imagine. And he wants to hear from you. He wants to know you better. So I encourage you to go before him today in confidence. How you pray is not as important as that you pray. Whether you bow your head and close your eyes, you say it in your head, you say it out loud, whatever it is, just talk to him. Ask him to open your heart to receive his word. Ask him to let you feel his love. Ask him to show you what he would have for you to do. So there you have it. It's Hebrews 4.16 according to me. 
And I'll leave you with one final scripture, uh, like always. In John 3, 16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, so that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. God loves you so much. He loves us so much. Can you think of anything that you love so much that you would give your only son, something you hold so dear to save that? God gave his only son to save us so that we could come to him in confidence and have that relationship that he so longs to have with us. I'm going to close with a quick prayer. Father God, thank you for your word. Thank you for your love and your understanding. and Thank you for your grace and for wanting to know us better. I pray that all who hear your word receive it with a joyous heart. And as we've been called, take it to the ends of the earth. Thank you for this time together, Lord. I pray that we may be your light in the world and that others may see you through us. Amen.